Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Thanks for joining us for On The Pace on this Wednesday morning. Feature racing is really starting to heat up in terms of the Summer of Glory Carnival, which is just on our doorstep in Victoria. We had the Bendigo Pacing Cup uh, when it came to last Saturday night, and it was a New South Wales victory in the form of Spirit of St. Louis for Belinda McCarthy and also Jack Callaghan. This week, we switch our attention to Shepparton, and it will be the Shepparton Gold Cup. And, of course, we get to see the return of Lock and Varart, which everybody is really looking forward to. And David Marine is going to join us shortly to discuss his star paces return. Uh, and it's going to be one race that everybody will be certainly keeping an eye on this weekend. Just back to yesterday's results in New South Wales. We had two meetings, Menangle in their regular afternoon time slot. And Tamworth's Carnival also kicked off. They had the Gold Nugget there. Very, very competitive racing last night at Tamworth. And the feature on the card was the pub group Gold Nugget and Port Alegre for Clayton Harmy and Blake Hughes was able uh, to win that feature. There will be the heats of the Golden Guitar this Sunday. So uh, nominations have since closed for that and we'll have fields this afternoon. So a $40,000 final to be run next Friday. So Sunday heats into a Friday final for next week. At Menangle, there was one horse that really did catch the eye and that was double act, of course, for Harry Martin, rated 150 and 3 this Young horse who's done very little racing has now had seven starts for five victories. So that is one horse that you can certainly scribble down into your black book double act. And at the trials today, a good trialing session at Menangle. Several key horses to step out. We've got Zeus Bromac, Cash and Flow, Mac Shard all going around in the opening heat, which should just about be underway. And then Caligula and Tough Monarch, a couple of top, top trotters, followed up by some very nice three-year-olds who are no doubt being targeted towards the Oaks and the Derby, Steno and Small T. So they will be a couple of trialers that we'll keep an eye on the results for over the next few hours. And South Coast Arden, unfortunately, Michael Gear and breaking the news yesterday that South Coast Arden won't be coming across to New South Wales for the Miracle Mile. So no Miracle Mile for South Coast Arden and that New Zealand contingent is certainly starting to dwindle, which is unfortunate. But again, it's a world that we are living in. Let's have a chat to David Moran this morning about Lochinvarat and his return on Saturday night in the Shepherd and Gold Cup. No doubt he's looking forward to this race as much as anyone. And he's come up with the seven-gate Lochinvarat in this $60,000 feature. Thanks for your time this morning, David. And talk us through your emotions this week leading up to what's been a long-awaited return for your bloke. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Britt. Um, oh, it's it's um, very exciting, obviously. It's just um, feels like it's been been a very quick journey with him but uh feels like it's been a very long time in the waiting between races of late so um uh, it's very exciting and um, it's, it's going to be great to have him back obviously the barrier draw hasn't been all that kind but um yeah the more i look at it um oh, i don't really think it's a bad draw at all to be honest it's been just shy of 12 months since we last saw him on a racetrack, his last victory coming in the Hunter Cup. And then we were so looking forward to seeing him in the Newcastle Mile and then obviously the Miracle Mile after that. But just for our listeners who maybe weren't completely privy to what occurred, what was the nature of his injury and why haven't we seen him for such a long time? Yeah, well, um, leading, leading into the Miracle Mile, Newcastle Mile and Miracle Mile last year, um, we had a minor issue with his foot. He um, he actually pulled a shoe off, stood on a nail, and 
created an abscess, which obviously um, resulted in being a deep-seated abscess that we couldn't get control of. Um, that's what sort of ruled him out of that. Um, we, we feed that issue up, we got him home. Um, he's probably only been jogging for a couple of days, and then we started to get a couple of little issues with him behind, uh, lameness-wise. And we took him down to Ballarat, Dr. Ian Fulton, uh, then diagnosed the offside hind leg. He had a fractured cannon bone. Um, so that was, that was the main, the main concern there. The hook healed up quite well, um, with the fractured cannon bone. And, um, obviously it was just time and that was the only thing that was going to heal that. So, uh, so that's what's kept him away from the racetrack for so long. He was a horse that raced significantly as a young horse two three and four and then he's had this issue and up until that point in time from the outside looking in he looked bulletproof and, and a very very sound customer so it must have been a bit of a surprise to have that diagnosis but what was the prognosis from the vets were they always confident that it wasn't a serious enough injury that he was going to make it back to the track yeah they were pretty confident um it was obviously uh, it was obviously only a, a fracture so it wasn't in need of uh screwing or any sort of operation it was only time that was going to heal um which you know fingers crossed that that's the way it stays hopefully he stays healed and there's no drama moving forward at the moment he, he seems really good but yeah they were always pretty confident that that there wouldn't be any issues um and you know leading up to now so far so good um obviously obviously when the speed goes on and the pressure goes on that's when that's when time will tell and that's when things really uh really hit on to whether they're going to stand up or not so um but at the moment everything's, everything's going great he had some downtime through the breeding season where he was able to also serve a book of mares for his first official season and with that the fact that your good friends and mccarthy's were able to stand him at Cobbity, they also have such brilliant rehabilitation facilities so how did from another side of things how did his first season at stud go was he well sought after um, he ended up with around about 30 mares, um, which you know that that was probably that was probably his booking. He, um, yeah, it was probably a good thing he doesn't know who his mum and dad is because he, he's not an overly well-bred horse. Um, he, he's by modern art, who's uh, been a been a pretty well, you know, good bred and butter stallion, and um, he's out of a ponder mare that uh, didn't win a lot of races and only sort of he was the first foal and only had another foal after that. So there wasn't a lot of breeding behind him, but. Um, for us, it was it was more about it was more about the rehab and um, and at the same time the rehab brought us a chance to it was an opportunity to give him a chance to down the track to get to get holes on the ground and hopefully him still be racing you know when they hit the ground and you know perhaps he might be just retired fingers crossed when they're when they're ready to race so that was what it was what it was more about and you know as you as you sort of touched on before Luke and Belinda's facility is amazing. Luke's an amazing horseman and um, you know, they've probably got to take most of the credit to, to getting him back where he is in a minute. That was going to be my next question because it seems as though he's come up quite quickly from that point in time. I believe you might have picked him up during uh, the Inter-Dominion Carnival and then say a month or, or just on that later, we're seeing him at the races. So they must have got him to a point where he was basically ready to go. Yeah, so he... Um, so the vet said initially when we had the rescan done, and they said just needed that little bit more time. But he's able to treadmill, water walk, and swim, uh, and and do active stud duty. Um, that was probably an opportunity to get him pretty fit. As you as you said before, Luke and Luke and Belinda's facilities are amazing. They're 
I think he was down to swimming 10 or 12 minutes in the dam and then water walking and treadmill at the same time, you know, starting to jog and canter on the treadmill, which is amazing how, how fit they can actually get their horses w- without showing them a lot of the track or without doing a lot of speed work. So um, so when I got him back here, it was it was really all about just getting keeping him sound but getting a little bit of speed back into his legs too. Sometimes swimming can um, just zap that little bit of high speed from him. So we just backed off the swimming a little bit. Um, you know, he, he started doing a little bit of track work, but we just sharpened him up a little bit, done a few sort of short heats, get the speed back into his legs. And then once he was ready to trial again, it was just about ticking him over and, and um, you know, manage, managing his body really. Talk us through those trials. I, From what we've heard, the plan was to have one trial into Saturday night, but he went to the trials again last night. So was that a case of you just assessing that he probably needed another hit out to get him to absolute the best that you can before heading back to the races? How was his trial last night? Yeah, it was really good. Um, they, they didn't go hard. He sort of left the trials and smacked the white side on his back. Um, Oh, I can't think what they went now. They went 56-7 and 56 and a bit home, something along them lines. Um, but he's done it quite well. Done it. Done it. They both horses have done it pretty comfortably. Um, it was sort of a. It was something I had in the back of my mind. Um, I haven't really got a hell of a lot here to work with him at the moment. And then we we had a lot of rain overnight uh, the night before, so the track was actually closed yesterday morning. Um, so I wouldn't have been able to do a lot with him until 10 or 11 o'clock. And um, so yeah, so it was just it was in the back of my mind just to keep his mindset on the job and, and what's in front of him. He's um, he's a funny horse. I know he's been around a lot of times, but he, he's a little bit like a two-year-old. Every time he comes back, he's a bit of a you know he's a pain in the bum in the warm-up. He wants to muck around and things like that. He's um, pretty laid-back and a lazy customer. So it was probably good just to, to get that mindset and, and get him back on the mobile and get him in race condition where. You know, it sort of worked out the trial for Tuesday night, so I would have I would have worked him Tuesday and Thursday this week. Uh, he would have he would have had a light workout, uh, a, a good little hit out tomorrow, and then a light workout Thursday. So the trial probably worked out better for him anyway, to be honest. Saturday night he's come up with the seven gate, only the eight starters over the twenty six hundred meters. So, just in terms of. Uh, I guess looking at the field, it doesn't look ideal. First up over such a long trip with a poor draw, and probably those two are inside, despite the fact that they're not proven to his level. They might just have that sniff of a fact of that he is first up. But but you're not of the opinion that it's a bad draw at all. I don't think so. Um, when I first when I first glanced at it, I I thought it was probably going to be a little bit sticky and probably not ideal first up. But in saying that, um, I. I sort of think there'll be more speed there early than what a lot of people do. I could be wrong. Um, you know, races could pan out and and uh, Tara could could leave comfortably with Torresane on his back. But um, I just think there'll be a little bit more speed there early, and I think there'll be a lot of horses wanting to be one-one on our back um, if we have got to make that move at some stage. But, you know, I, we we may not, but if we have got to, I think there will be a lot of horses trying to find that position. Um, so yeah, so I think I think there'll be a little it'll be run a bit more genuine early than what a lot of people may do. This was no doubt a race you wanted to target him towards being the hometown cup and the fact that he won it last year and no doubt there's several of lo- there's several locals that are really looking forward to seeing him back at the track again. But in pencil, where can we expect to see him head to next? All being equal and all coming through Saturday, well. 
Yeah, so the original plan was probably go to Shepparton and then fortnight later into the Casey Classic and then into the Hunter Cup. Um, I sort of noticed the other day the Casey Classic is preferential barrier draw in Dollars Last Four, which is it's probably not going to be really ideal for him. Um, so, yeah, it's more going to depend on, on how hard a run he has Saturday night, how he gets through it. Obviously, the hard runs don't usually knock him around at all anyway, but um, body-wise and managing that from that side of point of view... Um, will be the biggest thing. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, I, I probably can't really make any any plans until until then. Yeah, no doubt. And we'll certainly be crossing our fingers that he gets through what is going to be probably a pretty busy next few weeks for him with flying colours and we can see him back to his very best. But is the Miracle Mile something that you'd still like to see him in come six weeks time from now or so last year was I guess the one that got away but safely through Victoria is the plan still to head up to New South Wales yeah that's that's the plan at this stage um if we look at it if we look at it um you know from the point of view that he stays sound then the Miracle Mile will be the main target it's a race that I've always sort of wanted to win and um obviously run second in a couple of times now so it'd be great to aim aim at that and have the the Hunter Cup and Miracle Mile as its main aims, and then possibly go on to New Zealand for the um, for the slot race over there. So yeah, it's just yeah, it's, it's just one like you said before. It's, it's one that we're just going to have to watch him and manage him through the runs. If he's getting through them all good, then that's that's the way we'll go. Excellent stuff. Well, it's an exciting few weeks and months upcoming for your team, your stable, and of course the ownership of Lock and Varart. Kevin Gordon's been so great with his time, and he's been no doubt a very patient owner as well, which is great to see looking after this superstar pace. So we really appreciate your time this morning, David, and can't wait to see the big guy back at Shepparton on Saturday night, and hopefully it's the start of another really successful campaign. Yeah, let's hope so, Britt. Thanks for having me on. David Moran there this morning, the trainer and driver of Lock and Varart. Close to 12 months off the scene. He's earned $1.3 million. He is an absolute marvel. And it's fair to say that he was definitely Australasia's best horse before he had that injury setback. And hopefully that is in the past now. And we can see him career on to have another few seasons at that top level because what he was able to do in a few of those races was quite phenomenal. So that's Lock and Varart back at the races on Saturday night in the Shepherd and Gold Cup safely through that trial last night. He is now on his road back to the races in just a few days time. There will be great New South Wales interest in that race. So despite it just being the smaller field of eight, our Uncle Sam makes his way south for Team Frisbee as well as Spirit of St. Louis who will be trying to do the double of the Bendigo and the Shepparton Pacing Cup. So that will be race number seven on Saturday night's card at Shepparton, 9.40 local time will be kick off today in New South Wales. We just have that lone Bathurst meeting tonight in its regular time slot. The first of eight races gets underway at 6.25. We'll be back on board tomorrow for On The Pace to look forward to tomorrow night's Penrith card. Just the six races there again once more. And we'll discuss all of that and plenty more here on Sky Sports Radio at 10.30. 